The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world. Aki's A-List. The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Why is your sporting We found out Palestine is not one of the P's, apparently, in Aki's A-List, right? Or no, in Waddle's World. Found, found that out the other day, huh? I, there are a lot of words that begin with, with P, P that, that aren't in the... Yes. Yeah. All right. Good to know. All right. It is uh, the time of day when Tyler Aki shares some of the topics that we have failed to get to, but that will no doubt evoke interesting conversation. Tyler, take All it away. All right. So last night we saw a fantastic performance from Jordan Love. We've talked a little bit about Jordan Love over the course of today's show, but I ask you guys... Are you officially afraid of Jordan Love? And has Jordan Love entered the problem territory? People talk about a guy and say, he's a problem. I'm not afraid of Jordan Love. Um, Again, because I choose to focus on my own team. I'm not afraid of Jordan Love. I'm disappointed that my team hasn't been, like, go over the stretch of of time, going back to Favre, and then Rodgers, and now Love. And it's way too early to come to any long-term conclusion on him as far as I'm concerned. Everyone wanted to kick him in the balls and send him out of town about four or five weeks ago. Now everyone wants to say Aaron Rodgers has re-emerged in Green Bay. I don't say either. He's, I, I did say last night to you guys in a text that he looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers in the first half, but that doesn't mean he's Aaron Rodgers. He's looked good over the last four weeks. I think it's been really impressive that anybody can improve their accuracy in the manner in which he has. Because usually improving accuracy is really hard. You're either really accurate or you're not. Mm-hmm. Some of that is factored into ju- you know, your judgment and your decision making. But the truth, like he was missing easy throws over a, a month stretch. Yeah, yeah. And all of that now seems to have been cleaned up. He's throwing with anticipation and he's played really well. I'm not, yeah. I'm not nervous yeah, I just it's, I focus on my team, not theirs. But I'm look. I, would it be nice if they had a a bump in the road with regard to the most important position in all of professional sports? Yeah, it would. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not. He's not a problem yet. And I thought Chase called into Carmen Yurko earlier today, and he he put it exactly the way I was thinking as I was driving in, saying, "Listen, I'm not. It's never been about hey." I don't feel like Jordan Love all of a sudden is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Aaron Rodgers scared the hell out of me. Brett Favre beat the Bears' ass for many, many years. But honestly, even when Favre... Like, Rodgers was a different animal altogether because he never made mistakes and was constantly just a threat. He owned us. Brett Favre took advantage of the Bears being in a bad spot. He threw plenty of interceptions, and there were plenty of teams that could beat Brett Favre 
you know, when he was Rogers was what twenty four and five against us or something. In yeah, that like Rogers was a problem. I'm not concerned yet that Jordan Love yet. is there. Yeah, yet he needs a lot longer to go before I get to that point. And, and by the way, let me add this, Jeff. Mm-hmm. If in fact he becomes another really good quarterback, as long as my quarterback, yes. whether it's Justin or whoever else it is, mm-hmm. can play in a comparative way in yeah. a very competitive environment. It could play to that person's level, then I don't care. Agreed. About them. Agreed. So I, I'm not at the he's a problem just yet. I still need to get gonna, there. He's <laughs> going to have to finish the season at a very high level before I get to that point. All right. I placed a bet earlier today. Oh. I want right. to pick, pick your brains on this. All right. I got the Green Bay Packers to win the division at 20 to 1. Now, let me read you off the remaining schedules for them in the Detroit Lions. That's and I want an you guys to play. tell me if I made a stupid bet, all right? So, the Giants, right now, three games behind the Lions, but if they were to run the table, and again, this is assuming that they pretty much have to run the table if they are going to end up winning the division, they'll probably have the tiebreaker over the Lions if they both end up at 11 wins. The Giant, or the uh, Packers conclude with the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, at the Vikings, and then home against the Bears. The Lions finish up the season at the Bears this weekend, followed by Saturday against Denver at home, at Minnesota, at Dallas, home against Minnesota. Did I make a stupid bet of the Packers to win the division at 20-1? to 1? No, I like your odds. Yeah, I, was, I, I don't... I agree. It's Listen, 20 what to do one. they have a two I game? Would not, no, they have a three game. I was going to say, I would not lay a lot on it, but as a 20 to 1 as your payout, I I think the Lions still, because they have such a big lead at this point. You've got to gain three games and yeah. win the second matchup with them. They already split. Oh, they did already. They already okay, split. Okay, so, mm-hmm. like, who owns the, the right tiebreaker? Right now, the division, I, they're both right now in the division. The Lions are 2 and 1, and the Packers are 2 and 2. Look, I, I, I think that you're betting. You, you know that the Packers are going to win probably, what, three out of their next five minimum? Well, they, they have to really run the table for them to realistically win this division. But when I think, you, part, yeah, they, they do have to run the table. This is purely a bet on I think they have the probably the easiest schedule in yeah. football the rest What's of the weather's way? supposed to be like Sunday here on the lakefront? I don't know, but here's the thing about... Like the Lions Ooh, it's haven't to be looked snowing seventy. Or that's up at where the I Lions know. haven't looked good the last no, you're right. what, three you're weeks right. now. Flurries seventy five percent chance of flurries thirty seven degrees. I'm with you. I thought like they were my love this week. The Lions minus four and a half, and I figured that this was the week. And I always describe seasons, especially with a lot of teams, as roller coaster rides. Like, look at the San Francisco 49ers. Prior to the bye, they had dropped three in a row. They needed the bye. They changed some stuff up. They traded for Chase Young. They came out of the bye, and boom. They got healthy, and they're ready to go. And I wondered whether or not that little valley, that way they played against the Bears, then they lost to the Green Bay Packers, if this was a wake-up call. And I was like, look, they're indoors. They're playing in a controlled environment. They're playing against the Saints. I'm saying that the Lions are going to get back on track. And then they scored 21 points in the first quarter. And I was like, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I was spot on. And then their defense had yeah. a say in it all. And then at the end of the day, I believe they won by five, so I covered my bet. But, like, that defense doesn't pressure quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. No. You can get past them. 
Another reason why I really like what Ben Johnson has done and am excited about the idea of maybe the Bears being the best spot for a, a, co- a coaching candidate if they make that move, because I really like Ben Johnson, what he has done offensively. I think your problem, though, Tyler, is that the two Vikings games that the Lions have remaining, I think that's where you get into trouble. Like whether it's Nick Mullins or Josh Dobbs, I think the Lions are going to have an op- They're, they're going to score too many points for the Vikings, at least in one of those two games. Where, you know, this is where you'll find out just where Jared Goff is this season because Flores is going to give him a number of different looks. Now, does he use his experience? to their advantage and actually make some plays knowing what's coming at him or because he's not the most athletic guy in the world, do they get to him for some mistakes and they put him in panic mode? Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a really interesting matchup, but the lions are definitely there. They're there. Their defense is susceptible to think about what they've given up in the last several weeks. They've given up 28 points to the saints. They gave up 29 to the Packers. They gave up 26 to the bears, 38 to the chargers. Yes. They only gave up 14 to the Raiders. They gave up 38 to the Ravens. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six last six weeks. Their defense has been an absolute disaster. And offensively, they've been able over that stretch, they've won four, four of six. But like I, how much longer can you really continue to play like that on defense and win more than you lose? Could I offer you this too? Think about this. And I know we've said before that this Lions team doesn't really get in look ahead mode. But they kind of looked like they were in look-ahead mode against our team. At the Packers on uh, Thursday? Well, I was going to say the, the Bears game, looking ahead to the Packers right. game. They'll be on the road at Minnesota before they take on Dallas on Monday Night Football. No, I I, I'm, I'm with, I think there's a good or chance. It's a Saturday night game, never mind. Like, but. I don't think that the Bears are, are – I mean, I think they've got a very good chance to win this game on Sunday. Like I, don't, I think the, the Lions are taking this yeah. game very seriously. They better – because they just saw what the Packers can do. I know they have a three-game lead, but I would think that the that, that the Lions are still in. We got to get this stuff straight mode. Yes. After how they've played recently. Yeah, and then they're going to be favorites in four of the final five games. The only game they'll be an underdog will be the game where they play at Dallas. What are they a three and a half point favorite now three over the half, Bears? Yeah. Yeah. And and you're right. The weather for Jared Goff that's not ideal. He's definitely better indoors and at home, no doubt. So, but the Bears, the Bears are. I look at their remaining schedule, and they're a team that can go. I think honestly, can go five and zero or zero and five because you never know. They're so well, you don't know who they are. And I would be surprised if they went five and zero, considering the way Matt Eberflus's tenure has I'd gone. I'd be surprised if they went zero and five too. But exactly, I and mean, you look at that schedule though, and every game I think is a winnable game for the Bears as they close things out here. But I wouldn't bet on them to well look. To I win mean, five. look, they, they they get the Lions here. The Lions have really struggled containing Justin on the ground. Listen, Anthony, Ju- Justin they has should always have played won well. the game in Detroit. Th- that's true. They let that one go. They should I'm have sorry, won you know? the game here last year against the, yeah. the the Lions. The Bears should have. Yeah. So they I, came I, from I wouldn't so be surprised I, at all if the Bears beat either. the Lions on Sunday. Going Coming to, off a bye. Go, yes. Yeah. Going to Cleveland. The Browns, the, if they're going to throw Joe Flacco out there again, I mean. Well, Joe Flacco's a better option than what they've had. Joe Flacco wasn't bad against the, the Rams. You're right. He, but, and he's a veteran. But is he? But it's Joe Flacco. Tr- one one good week. Do we, I trust, do we trust Joe Flacco more than Dorian I, Thompson than, Robinson. Yes, than I, I trust the rookie. You get the Cardinals here on on Christmas Eve. The weather's going to suck. But the last time the Cardinals were here and the weather sucked, they put it on us. 
They kicked us right they in the did. They did. Kyler Murray played really well. The team plays hard. Yeah. Murray gives them a boost coming back. I do think the Bears play hard, though. I do, too. I'm just saying, like, yeah. the Cardinals don't come to town and automatically lay down. Agreed. That, that's going to be... at the same time, you know what going to be? That's going to be Bears favored by three. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get the Falcons. Like, the Falcons are... Des- Desmond Ritter is up and down if he, he has a turnover early. Very beatable. The Bears get out in but front. But you could lose to them as well. Absolutely. They've got as many playmakers as you do. Mm-hmm. And then you're at Green Bay for the finale. Maybe that, that, that one game might be- may matter. That game may matter to the, to the Green yeah. Bay Packers. Look, if the Bears come into that game based on what you've just said, and they're 8-8, eight and eight, it may matter for the Bears. Dude, if, if the Bears go 4-0 and oh and they're 8-8 eight and eight and the Packers play anything close to the way they've played, that game may be flexed into the night game on Sunday Night Football because yeah. you might be playing for that final seven seed. You know, It might come now, down to that game. The Kool-Aid just came out of the tap right there to suggest. I, and I, would I don't respond, think they're going 5-0. I would, I would respond saying, to you winnable. by saying this team hasn't won games in consecutive fashion. Since week 16 and 17 of 2021, we've seen a team that is self-destructive. They beat the Vikings. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they can play with all of these teams. But until you show that you can win consistently for a team that hasn't won consecutive games in almost two years, now we're going to believe they're going to win six in a row? That seems to be a bit of a stretch. I'm not saying I believe they're going to win six in a row. Not impossible, but highly improbable based on their their past. I, there's no there's no game that I could see that, that I would be surprised if they did not win on that schedule remaining. Like every one of those teams, they can beat. Now I'm not saying they're going to close it out and win six in a row. Boy, that speaks to the NFL. It is. It really is. It, right like um, Pete. They Ro- got Pete, very fortunate. Pete if- Roselle has his dream has come true. Parody. It abounds along, you know, the entire national Look at football their league. schedule this year. Like the Bears? Yeah. I mean, you got the Vikings once without Cousins and Justin Jefferson. The other time without Justin Jefferson, you were starting Josh Dobbs. You got Brian Hoyer when the Raiders came to town. You went to the 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 LA and got housed by the Chargers. You lost to the Saints. You get the Panthers here. At the Lions, you lost in the last I mean, like my oh, point is is like you've really You've found a pretty fortunate path through the 2023 season. You didn't play the 49ers. You didn't play Dallas. You didn't play Philly. You didn't play the Bills. Like, you've had a pretty but easy that's the thing. path. You've had this easy path, and you're 4 and 8. Right. This what is the point I'm making. They is could go 5 and 0. Oh, that's because, my point. Because what we just laid out, though, none of those, none of those teams no, on the think, schedule are daunting. No, they're not, none of them are daunting. All I think it says, though, I, is it, that you're not going to go 0 oh and 5 down the stretch. I'm not saying either one of you are predicting that they're going to yeah, go 5 no, and 0, no, no, but yeah. like. I guess if this team wins about, more than two down the stretch, I would be surprised. And no, if they won three, that wouldn't really surprise you. Really? Yeah, three games? Yeah. If they, if the, given the, the previous 12 that I've seen? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I, I look at it and I, I just see every single one I of those teams. I can see three and two. Yeah. Gets every, them to seven and ten. Es- especially if, if the Lions show up on Sunday and the Bears get that one. I mean, they're going to be yes. underdogs in probably four of them. I think you're right, though, Jeff. I think that, like, the Lions game kind of is the domino. Yeah. Like, if they beat the yes, Lions... you could see the now, momentum building. Now what you've done is just not only have you now won your second 
divisional game. You've won consecutive games for the first time in two years. And now you got a little bit of momentum. And not only that, if that's the case, you're going to look back and say, we blew the game against the Lions a couple weeks ago, but we also beat the Panthers. We should have won four in a row. You're going to be walking around having that conversation. Right. Whether you truly believe it or not, you know, is a different conversation. No, but, but it'll boost some confidence. Absolutely. Yeah. Like and, that you, you know, you playing at that point, you're playing with house money. You got nothing to lose. Yeah. And I, I guess I, I, you're right. Flacco was better than I anticipated. He was better than I anticipated as well. But at the same time, if he comes out this next week and, you know, kind of does the old like because Joe Flacco was cooked. And Look, I, I'm not trying to sell you on Joe Flacco has resurrected his career like Vinny Testaverde. I'm just telling you, Joe Flacco spinning it the way he did yesterday against the Rams. Mm-hmm. And albeit another controlled environment. Good he's setup. Always, he's always been a, a good uh, deep ball thrower. That was the one thing Joe Flacco has always done really well. Especially if you have a if you have a decent running game, you can play action off of that. He's a better option than Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yes, at this point, the rookie. So, so I, listen again. I'm not selling you on 38 year old Joe Flacco resurrecting his career. I'm just saying that they've got somebody there that isn't like. Wh- who would you rather play against, Josh Dobbs or Joe Flacco? Oh, I'd rather play against Josh Dobbs. Yes, I would. I would prefer to play against Dobbs versus Flacco. Although, That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Neither guy really scares me. No, I, there aren't many quarterbacks in the league that do scare you. But when we looked at this Browns team a week or so ago, you said, I've got a rookie quarterback who's in concussion protocol. What are they going to do? They're going to run out Tim Boyle or someone like Tim Boyle. They've actually run out Joe Flacco, who I, is a better option than anything that the Jets have thrown out there against people. That's, and that's been a crazy story, too. Uh, the Jets and their quarterback situation, which we brought you a little bit earlier. Anything else you got, Tyler? What else? Yeah, so there. Well, some people noted this yesterday. They saw on Tankathon that the strength of schedule metric now, which is the first tiebreaker mm-hmm. for determining NFL draft order, the Carolina Panthers and New England Patriots are now tied at 527. And now this is the first metric of tiebreak. The next is divisional record, which... Right now, New England, all two of their wins have come in division, which may end up being a huge thing for the Bears in their quest to get the number one overall pick. Meanwhile, Carolina is 0-4 within the division. Where is your level of confidence or fear that the Bears are going to land the number one overall pick? My confidence is very high because I've watched the Carolina Panthers play football. (laughs) and I think they are horrible right now. They have put Bryce Young, who has his own physical limitations, which really hamper him and the team and I don't think the Panthers they've got a they've got a, I guess right now on the remaining schedule they have this they're at New Orleans then they play the Falcons at home the Packers at home they're at Jacksonville and then they close out the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home honestly the maybe they can beat the Bucks in that finale the other teams, I don't think, are going to have too much difficulty playing. The Panthers, Panthers don't do anything well. The, at least the Patriots play really good defense. They've held their opponents the last three weeks to 26 total points. They're 0-3. But they may find a way. Listen, Thursday night, they may find a way to get past the, the uh, Steelers and Mitch. Mitch is starting. I mean, yes. there would be nothing more... But M- more, I don't know, welcomed than Mitch tossing one into the hands of a Patriots player. Like a reverse lovey. Yeah. From last Give year. Give us a reverse lovey. Um, but the Patriots would, Patriots are going to have to, I'm sorry, the Panthers are going to have to lo- win two times, it seems like, in order for, the, and the Patriots would not be able to. Boy, I can't see the Carolina Panthers. Neither can I. 
No, if you've watched them play football, they didn't win yesterday's game. That one's tough. One thing, did you note in that game yesterday, the Panthers and Buccaneers, did you see Mike Evans went over 1,000 yeah. yards again for the, I believe it's the 10th consecutive Only season? Only Jerry Rice has done it more, and right? And nobody, I think this, this season, I believe, is the only time anyone's ever done it because Jerry Rice injured his knee in his 10th season. So, so he, he wasn't straight consecutively. Yeah. So Mike Evans became the first Mike, player. That's got to put Mike Evans in the Hall of that Fame, That was my it? question I mean, to you. Like, I, is he, I never ever thought of Mike Evans it, as the best receiver in no. football any he's, year he's, he played. Because he's never been the best receiver. Right. But he's been quietly so consistent yeah. every single year. The one thing I'll say is there were a couple of years at the end of the season, like the very last game, when Tom Brady did it at least once, and there were a couple times too early in his career where – the Buccaneers went out of their way to, to ensure that he got over a thousand yards, and now he he did it because back in 2017 he got 1,001 receiving yards. He got 1,006 in 2020, so he's barely gotten over the line, but he's always done it. So does that? Do you, but Gene, I mean, think about it as well. 91 touchdowns. He's averaged 15.4 yards per catch for his wow. career, which He's is crazy. always been a great deep threat. Yes. I mean, if you look at others like Keenan Allen, I was looking through that as we had that conversation. I think Keenan Allen has averaged less than 11 yards or right at 11 yards per catch in his career. Keenan Allen's fabulous. Yeah. Well, what do you ask the guy to do? Do you want him to be? No, he's, you know, he um, hasn't been your slot guy. He has been your, your outside receiver that runs deep ins, deep comebacks. Deep pass, you know, nines and eights, He's deep got balls. Five seasons with double digit touchdowns and yeah. then another two with eight. Four time Pro Bowler. He won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady. I think the Super Bowl and the 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 one thousand yard yeah. streak is going to go a long way. But to your point, I don't know if he's ever been a top really more than a top five wide receiver in the league, Waddle. He's always been probably right in that top ten tier, but never a top five guy in the league. But longevity and just this consecutive 1,000-yard streak, I think it's going to be something that you know people talk about in his favor. He is a free agent at the end of the year, by the way. Would that be someone that the Bears should no. entertain? I, I, I would say no at this point. Okay. Just asking the question. because I know some younger guys. I know Tyler and I had the conversation last December about should Mike Evans be somebody you should be talking about. That was before they made the trade for DJ Moore. Mike Evans and DJ I mean, Moore? The, I, at this point, I, I would look. All it costs is money. Somewhere else, but. Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I think he, I, I mean, I think he has to be, doesn't he? I don't know. Like, there's a long line of wide receivers. Torrey Holt is not in yet. Reggie Wayne is not in yet. They're, you know what I mean? Mike Evans, is he, is he, is he even on, is he even close to Torrey Holt I, you when know I what? say that? Mike Evans is. Forty-seventh in receptions with seven hundred and forty-four. That can't be true, can it? Yeah, he he's a big play threat. He doesn't catch the ball yeah, nearly he as much. Like seventy balls yeah, a year. I don't know. It's so, a good question. I mean, Pro Football Reference has their Hall of Fame monitor, mm-hmm. and Mike Evans currently is at his number is fifty-two point four nine right now, and the average Hall of Fame receiver is one hundred three point six. Wow! So, so he's, he's not even he's like barely yeah. halfway there. Wow. Okay. And, and which like, is 67th among wide receivers. Interesting. All right. Maybe not. Maybe this is a guy that just statistically did some impressive stuff but doesn't really fit the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I, I, I think he, it's, it's been tremendous what he's been able to accomplish. I wonder, Absolutely. too, because Mike Evans is sort of – his career kind of spans when we see the boom into the real – 
offensive aerial attack numbers mm-hmm. if he is just a beneficiary of that. Like, remember, he had Jameis slinging him the ball around, and we yeah. never look at Jameis as being some sort no. of great quarterback. You know what? But he put up some big numbers. No, that's a good point. Is that, like, I feel like once Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay, he added a legitimacy to Mike Evans' career. Yeah. And that Super Bowl, obviously, definitely would help if he ever does get in. Anything else? Anything else interesting? Uh, quickly? We could handicap the MVP race. Or we could do that when we come back. Why don't we do that when we All come right. back? We'll uh, talk about the NFL MVP race. Who is the front runner? Right here on Waddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. on Twitch and YouTube brought to you by Country Thunder. The Thunder returns to Twin Lakes July 18th through the 21st. Get your tickets at countrythunder.com. You ready to get the Thunder, Waddle? Yeah. Let's get it. I saw uh, Chris Stapleton there. Country Thunder several years ago. Nice. The the noise you just heard? Go see see Nickelback there this year. Um, I'm not the hater of Nickelback. Neither am I. I'm saying go see Nickelback. That wouldn't be the draw for me. Right. A little Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser, not bad, but still wouldn't be the top draw for me. What else do I got? Eric Church. Eric Church, definitely the chief. You're, you're a big Eric Church head. Yeah. Anybody else? Uh, Kip Moore. Kip Moore's good. Kippy. Big yeah. Kip Moore fan. Uh, Laney Wilson. Laney Wilson is the biggest star in, in country music at the moment. Bailey Zimmerman. Bailey's good. Bailey Zimmerman, better than Bailey Zappi. Oh, no question. You're better than Bailey Zappi. <laughs> uh, um... We do, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about. We were going to chat with Jesse Rogers, who is live at. What's the, he doing? Like, is he is he getting a, a an ice cream cone or something? He can't join us. What is it? Um, What's Jesse what, what, doing? What, what happened, uh, Tyler? Why did Carter Jesse Hawkins have to? Is still talking right now. Still What's he talking. saying? So, what is Carter Hawkins saying? He better not be saying anything about Shohei Otani because if you speak publicly about Shohei, you're apparently immediately banned By from who? the teams. From right. Shohei. He doesn't want any information getting out, apparently, if you're talking to well, him. Well, boo and who? He's the biggest free agent in the history of the sport. That's yeah. what I said. And I, he gets to dictate his terms. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I, no, here's the thing. And I brought this up to Jesse. I think I talked to him what about What does it mean, then? The, 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 is the league, is, is, are the Cubs going to be angry at anyone that talks about him, then? Well, I, I think the, I think Jed Hoyer is... In the, I don't even know if Carter Hawkins is aware whether or not Jed is having conversations because he's keeping that circle so tight, just like he did with uh, Craig Council when they went out. He doesn't want anything becoming public. Here's the thing. If you're Shohei Otani and the team that you want to go to is offering you five, $600 million and everything else has led you to believe that they're the right fit for you, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to let a leaked report about you having a conversation with them change your mind oh, that's silly and then all of a sudden you're gonna go, you're gonna go to a different organization who maybe doesn't have everything else in place What's that the latest you want report on on him well that is a good question apparently uh, buster you. only has been reporting something what did you just uh, mention tyler yeah this was from buster only about 15 minutes ago it says only shohei otani seems to know where he's going to sign leaving everyone else to guess one player agent thinks he's going back to the Angels because of money, sure, but also because he is devoted to routine and no organization would offer him more autonomy than the Angels. Back to the Angels? 
Didn't he have a, like a little dust up with the Angels at the end of the year? Uh, no, not I think really, that kind of no. got overblown he, because okay. he wasn't with the team down the stretch. Yeah, he just kind of once he hung it. Once he he had the uh, elbow Does injury. Does believe that the Angels are a legit contender for anything? I think people inside the industry think that there's a chance he could return, and that would be because he is somebody who, you know, likes being comfortable for what it's worth. He doesn't seek out the Which limelight. Is fine. Um, but it's his life. He can do whatever he wants. Being one of the most anticlimactic, yes. boring wet farts of a sports story. Mm, wet farts not boring. That's actually dangerous. <laughs> I think. Like, I think that's the wrong. I think maybe a you dry know, a one, loud, then? a loud one a that loud doesn't dry, have any stink to a it. Loud dry boy. That's boring. But if you got a wet one and you got to leave to go change, that's not boring. Yeah, I, I we, we have a conversation for hours about that. If you did that, Kevin, I think the most. I think a lot of people believe the most likely scenario and probably the betting no favorite. Of fart conversation. Yeah, you know. Go me. ahead. I know. Um, is the Dodgers? If he's going to stay in L.A., I think a lot of people believe it will be the Dodgers because they have the winning pedigree. Well, that's what I was going to say. Se- like he, he can stay in a comp- yes. I mean, comparable area, right? Yeah, Could he live in the same place. He did? Why would you have to move? Well, where's Anaheim? Aren't they? It's the, close enough. Where I don't care where if you want. You know, I don't know where he currently resides. How far away are the he stadiums? Could live, dude, he could live in San Diego and still still you know be employed by the Dodgers if that was his choice. And That's quite a drive. It's an hour and a half. That's quite a drive for I'm every just game. Saying, though, listen, you think he can't hire a driver if he signs a Who five six hundred million dollars? Who wants to be in a car million? for an hour and a half for I'm every saying, game? If your preference is to live. In San Diego, you could do that. Where does he live now? I don't know. Can you okay find that out? Part of me is asking the question, and I don't want to be a meatball, and and I really don't. I mean, it's up to him. Like, I'm not going to be one of these guys. Well, he doesn't want to win, and that just means he's not the guy I would. I take him regardless of anything, but it just sounds like like the opportunity to win may not rank as high as it would for maybe others. Because the money's going to be the same wherever he goes, right? So comfort is more important you than actually think. the you opportunity would, to win. Yeah, you because would think, wouldn't you suggest, you have the big baseball brain, that the best chance for him to win a, a, a Major League World Series would be with the Dodgers? I would think so, but based on the fact that they, of the teams he's, they've been in, what, three World Series over the last But I mean, in terms years? of the teams that he's considered. Yeah, well, you know, the Cubs... The Dodgers, the Angels, the Blue Jays have all of a sudden become one of the teams that are hot and heavy after him. I heard over the weekend the Braves were interested. Now, if that is something that he's taking seriously, then maybe the Braves might be the best landing spot based on the young talent that they have secured to long-term contracts. But the Dodgers and Braves would be, you know, one and one A right. of the teams that... Are you in would the mix. think, though, because the proximity to his home, yes, the Dodgers. that the Dodgers would be a better choice for him or a more likely choice. Yeah, I've seen it suggested that the Blue Jays could be back in play because they are the only team in Canada and perhaps there's an international element that could appeal to him as a Japanese player playing in Canada. What, I don't what know. What kind of payroll do the Braves have? I know they've paid some of their young guys. They've kind of done what the White Sox have done, but it's just worked out. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Explain to me how. Financially. Financially. They've signed guys to severely discounted deals. The Braves? Yeah. Oh, they've they've signed good players. Yeah, it's just I'm saying they've done what the White Sox have done in terms of paying their players. Well, they bought it's them, worked they, out. They, they, they kind of bought them out of uh, out of arbitration, yes, did they? Exactly. Not a lot of their mm-hmm. guys. 
Yep. But they're they, not going to spend. But like, the pra- their budget doesn't fit for Otani. I, I don't think so, but I don't know. Again, like, Shohei Otani is unique in that he brings... Totally agree. As we said, the return on investment. We've totally talked about agree. this a little bit. I think every team in Major There's, League Baseball yes. should be in this conversation because his contract will be subsidized by revenue streams Absolutely. that don't exist for other players. Yes, yes. He, he all of a sudden, like you just said, like creates sponsorship opportunities that do not exist with any other player. Right. The For me, especially when it comes to the Cubs, is if... For what if Shohei Otani chooses to go to a team like the Dodgers or stay with the Angels because that appeals to him more, he doesn't want to move or he wants to stay in LA, which is closer to Japan. Um, how will you choose then to spend your money in the offseason? Because I think you can make the argument that on the field, you could better spend those resources elsewhere. It would be it might be much better going after Blake Snell and someone like Cody Bellinger, like a combo, and that you could get both those players or, you know... Well, if, in fact, his contract is subsidized by a a revenue stream that wouldn't be available for another player, why couldn't you be in the market for both Blake Snell and Shohei? Because, right, you're going to spend $600 but if a lot of that money is going to come in additional revenue then the hit to your payroll isn't i mean it's going to be it's going to be lessened so do both sure like if you that, think if you think up north that you're just going to sign Shohei and all of a sudden you're going to the world series that's not going to be no, the case no because the, and especially next year where he's not going to be pitching because right. he's going to be recovering from need a Tommy pen. John surgery and oh by the way the history of pitchers who have had a second Tommy John surgery not nearly as encouraging as players coming off of their well, first time John surgery. Yeah, I'm I mean, just saying, though. sense. Like, if I blew my knee out twice, so, I'd probably be less dangerous than if I only did it once. If you're spending five, $600 million on Shohei Otani, you're doing so knowing that a lot of it will be subsidized, as you pointed out. I don't think you really have, an, have a, a great idea of what's the, what you're going to get from him as a pitcher. Honestly, um, the other player who, you know, I think a lot of Cubs fans if they're really dialed in, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's I the other Cap Japanese talking about pitcher. Him. Cap, I think, said this morning with Jonathan that he thinks it's more likely that they sign him versus Shohei. And honestly, he's 25 years old. He's basically won the equivalent of the Japan Cy Young the last three years there. At his age, if you can land him for, he's going to get probably two to $300 million. The Yankees are interested in him. He could be an ace frontline starter. So he has a lot of appeal. And Shohei Otani, again, I, I don't know if he ever has the days of being an ace ahead of him. But, again, he's a, a, a marketing uh, advantage that you cannot get with anybody else. What are the odds of, of the following things happening? Shohei signs with the Cubs, and it's like the, the biggest thing that's happened in this town for quite some time. Ooh, they get I, completely yeah. shut out. Show, no Shohei. Pete Alonso doesn't get traded. Soto's not in their plans. They don't get Snell. They really don't. They don't make any off-season acquisition that moves the needle, or somewhere in the middle. Where do you think? That- I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think they're not going to. I don't think they're. And I do think the Cubs are really in on Shohei Otani again, though. As, I do too. As, but- as Buster said, nobody really knows. I think it's it's unique in that you don't. Not only is he a unique, unique player, but the way he approaches things. I don't think any of the teams really have any idea until he makes his decision as to whether or not they're truly, 
you know, in contention to be a player to get his services. Do you think the first bit of baseball news will be Cubs related or White Sox related? And will that news be Dylan Cease has been traded? I think it'll be Cubs related because I don't think Dylan Cease gets traded until after some of these players come off the board. Like Yoshinobu Yamamoto, he has to make a decision. I think uh, Blake Snell has to make a decision. Then What's I my think- scouting point, uh, scouting report on the, the, the guy in Japan? Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Yeah, you just like saying I name. do, Yoshi. Yoshi Yamamoto. Um, he's really good. He's 25. He's Well, other than he's really good, what else can you tell me? He's does, he, does he throw the? Does he got a heater? Yes, he does. He's got a heater. He's nasty. He is. He is. He's because the level of competition he'll be facing here is different than the level of competition he's been facing in Japan. Correct? It will. It will be a little so bit better. Does it translate? I think so. I think Shohei Otani trans- translated. Okay, but do, pretty, like, does he pretty good. does he come with the same Shohei credentials as a pitcher? Yes. Okay. Yes. Actually, his credentials as a pitcher. Are, are better, than, better Shohei. Than, than Shohei as a pitcher, but obviously okay. he can't hit. So, Well, you're not asking him to. No. Right. No, you're not. Honestly, if the Cubs get Yoshinobu Yamamoto, they should be very happy. Cubs yes. fans will be very happy with that if they can get his uh, Has signature. he narrowed it down to a certain number of teams? I have not. What is the word? I mean, we get all this if Jesse wasn't busy. I know the Giants. Sniffing the, around the hotel. The Yankees, the Giants, the Mets, all the big teams are in on Yamamoto. So, Okay. And the Cubs are interested as well. It'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. Maybe we will touch base with Jesse Rogers tomorrow. If not tomorrow, maybe Wednesday. He'll give us an update on what's going on. I hear the arguments already brewing in the other room. About college it's gonna football be, playoffs? It's going to be a Black and Abdallah or, cage match, I think. Or do you think they're arguing about Yoshinobu no, I don't think they're. I don't think they're arguing about, Let's find out what, about baseball stuff. Let's I think find it's out a, what, a full-scale MMA match between the two of them. Well, let's bring them in for crosstalk and find out what they're arguing about. We'll do that next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Yeah, go with that, Waddle. Crosstalk live is brought to you by Steinhoff. I said it's awful handy to have you guys in here to talk college football. Sure, that's it. To talk college football. It's awful handy to have you two here. So on Friday, we went through. I was with. And wrestle. I was in with Pat the designer, and we kind of went through. Black and Abdallah were giving me the crash course on what to expect from the college football playoffs. It did not happen though. You're uh, roll tied. They got they in. They won. Yeah, they won. Yeah. I look. I didn't think that. Uh, basically, I saw a video with Saban afterwards, and after the first drive, he was like, "Yeah, we just basically only sent four the whole time and confused the crap out of Carson Beck." And like that was the game. Mm-hmm. That was it. And uh, they found a way to win. It was close at the end, and now uh, to the behest of, uh, I guess, all of America's Florida State fans, all of a sudden, I, uh, they're in the playoff. I'm and, fine. Like, what I love about it most is, uh, guess what? Next year we don't get to do this. Next year we oh, just get thank to. God. Thank no, God. No, it's not. Thank God. Remember when? Yes. No, this is great. This, this is, is not great. why it's awesome. No, it's not. It is. Yeah, listen, like sitting around and arguing with your family at Thanksgiving isn't awesome. So what you're going to do next year is you're just going to get a list of teams. Yeah. You're going to be like, all right, cool. And wait, then you're going to like the, the conversation that will exist the next few days is not going to supersede the enjoyment <laughs> you'll get out of a 12 team 
playoff. It, I almost it, said the F. It word. will be funny next year. If, <laughs> it will be funny next year if, if what happened this year, if LSU would have been left out. Because everybody would still be screaming then. Well, it no, would be because the they're a three loss team. I know, but they're. You, you, they'd still be getting the treatment yeah, that first Jeff, as J.D. Daniels listen, being the, left the, out. The Jack made a good point. They put Liberty in as a group of five champions, so we'd be arguing between Ole Miss and uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Listen, if you leave out number team number 13, if you have a bitch and moan contest for who should you. be number 12, that is significantly less important to me than having a conversation about who yes. got left out of four. I hear you. An undefeated four. At, yeah. Uh, or Should Liberty be in? No. Well, no. A group of five. No. No. In and fact, they have the worst strength of schedule. There's a lot of people who are upset that SMU isn't going to that uh, the game against New Oregon, Six right? game yeah. over Liberty because Libertyville, uh, Liberty's Libertyville, uh, Libertyville. <laughs> Libertyville <laughs> went undefeated. Their strength of schedule is terrible. Right, they yeah. didn't play anyone. SMU actually played people even though they have two losses. So people yeah. are upset about that. On top of the travesty that is uh, Florida State was left I, out. I, I yeah, but Florida, Florida beat Florida. We could have beat Florida at the end of the year with their backup quarterback. They had nothing to play for. So that, that SEC win, everyone is hoisting up on some sort of pedestal. Well, here, here's, here's a problem, right? A group of five team that wins their conference and goes undefeated being told that they're not good enough because the committee got bored watching their championship game because their offense was bad is a pretty lame reason to keep a team out. It is. Those quotes are in Heather Dinch's article. That's on ESPN.com. The committee was... Worried, and they were bored watching Florida State play offense. And so unfortunately, this like, should, are you kidding me? But this should, but this should come as no surprise to anybody because the setup allows for this type of nonsense to take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does. But I, I think if like that's where I think the conversation should have been between Alabama, Texas, Georgia for that last spot. Agreed. I think you put in Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. They mm-hmm. all went undefeated. They all won their conferences. All three should be in the playoff. If you want to debate and wrestle over our, uh, Alabama, Alabama Texas. Georgia, Texas, and who should get that final spot, I'm fine with it. I, I think that's where just because people were afraid that perhaps in the future Florida State may not play pretty football, sexy football, they keep them out. It's stupid. I it's, think they, it's stupid, and it, it proves that all the entire season was pointless. Well, they the should whole, just Chris, the set their, their favorite teams at the start the of the season. Stupid, and it's, with a, that. it's a fourteen playoff. You've got five power, power five. conferences. It never yeah. made sense. Like the yeah. essence of it is stupid. But, but that well, piece years, of it always always worked itself out. Yeah. We've never had five undefeated conference champions. Yeah, no. but that's just by good fact, fortune. Having, having three you just is got lucky unusual. Till now, having three is unusual. Usually, at best, you have two. You got lucky that the Pac twelve has been crap for the last. Few yeah. years, yeah, they like, have. They've right. gotten lucky, yeah. and and but, look. but luck is no excuse for no, you know. Absolutely. I mean, like the whole system has sucked. And from looked, day one, it looked like they were going to. You know, there was a chance that they could get lucky earlier. This, I mean, with it would have helped I, them if it helped them that Washington won, and you didn't have to debate between whether or not to another. put Oregon in, or because then you probably leave Alabama out and you put Oregon. And um, no, they still would have left Florida State out. I still think they would have left first. Listen, I think SEC champion was always going in. I don't know. Getting lucky is never a sound plan, whether it is, you know, trying to put off having a family and we're just going to hope to get lucky, or it is is that we're just going to hope that. Are you, yeah, are a you couple that, power five are you that champions the lose. Was, ruling, was going about the using the rhythm method for years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just raw dog. Yes, they I mean, were raw dogging. <laughs> you tell me that they did it any differently. 
That, the, the, the committee was well, practicing unsafe sex for years. Say we go to Maury for the results of the uh, college football playoff voting committee. Uh, Come Florida on, State, you are not a playoff team. Honestly, like they just got caught with the rhythm method. Honestly, yeah, I mean, look, it's I, stupid from the start how they did it. It is going to be hard for people to understand when I say that I truly would not have been pissed off if Alabama would have been left out and Florida State would have gotten in. Because they, they did get hosed. They absolutely yes, got hosed. Yes, they did. It is, t- both things can be true. Correct. Florida State got absolutely hosed. But the committee but, set up, it, it, that's yes. part of... And the four best teams in college football, I'm sorry, Florida State is without Jordan Travis. They aren't one of them. I could they argue, Adam, that, that Texas isn't. I would put Georgia in before Texas. You could, if you want to go about the BCS, Texas would have been out and Florida State would have been in and people would have been pissed. Yeah, but it would have been more deserving, though. Like that, no, because that's you would thing. have said that Texas... Who, at, who's the four best teams, in your guys' opinion? Four best teams. Regardless of all these Southern nonsense, you tell me who you feel oh. today are the four best teams. I know it's recency bias, but I will tell you that I think right now Texas might be the best team in the country. Okay, that really? didn't answer yeah, Waddle's no. question. I know. Uh, to answer your question, that's one of them. I, I would put Washington. Mm-hmm. I think they're the best team in college football okay. right now. They beat I, they beat Oregon twice. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Michigan deserves to be in there. I think Georgia, who has gone almost two full seasons undefeated, loses in well, the SEC championship game, and they're told now they're not good enough because they right. lost that one game. Last season doesn't matter. Their strength of schedule sucks. I, who are the best teams? It's, it's, it's a point, and I would go Texas. Really? Over Alabama? Yeah. I would Just go, to punch him in the nuts? Yeah, no, but they, yeah. they beat Alabama. Yeah, they beat, they they beat, beat Alabama. Alabama. I know, but it I happened no in, what, the Texas. second week of the season, and Milrow well, was not the player mm-hmm. then that well, he is but, now. But we're worried that as, uh, yeah. FSU doesn't have their yeah. quarterback. No, he's right. not the guy that they've had all well, season Well, no, but Milrow is playing really, really, really well right now. He's playing really well right now. The four best teams are in right now. Abel thinks the four best teams are Alabama, 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 and Alabama. No. Well, I will tell you. Washington, Alabama, Michigan, Texas. Jim Harbaugh was not happy to see no, Alabama come up as What's opposed number to Florida State. Uh, I have already bet Alabama plus two, and I'll probably play money line also. <laughs> Down yeah. to one and a half. Down to one and a half? Yeah, Glad two and a half. Two and a half. You moved yeah. the line. I got the two. All right, so now that you guys have uh, done all your college football breakdown here, <laughs> what's coming up on Black and Abdallah? Oh, no, like, here, here's the thing. Earlier today uh, with Carmen, mm-hmm. Abdallah got very feisty about this. I want to have a civil discussion about this because I, I oh, think there's, there's nothing more to this college discussion. football conversation. I don't tune in to Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8 oh, for no, civil discussion. All right, we're going to fight for Thank the next you. two hours. Thank That's you. just it. Yeah. No, yeah. no questions welcome tonight. No calls welcome. <laughs> I'm like, just day. scream at each other. Happy birthday. High fives. Uh, we have a uh, celebrity guest at uh, 602 right. for, for Abdallah's ah, birthday. All right. Nick Saban, 602. Tune in. <laughs> Roll Happy time. birthday, Abdallah. Thank you. Thanks to Tyler. Fine Bob joining you today to talk Bob. Alabama. Oh, you should have heard Bob. him. All of this fake outrage about FSU. It's great. It was awesome. And Kev Bozy Peck as well. Thanks, guys. We'll be listening. Black right. Abdallah up next. For Sylvie today, I'm Jeff Meller, Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000.